Who's ready for a contest? It's that time again. In fact, this contest is going to run all the way up until Thanksgiving, where you're looking at November 1st through November 17th. The deadline is November 18th. You need to join the podcast contest by the 18th to get put in. I don't care if you are a practitioner or not. All you have to do is leave a review on the podcast, subscribe to it, and then tell us you did that with the form inside the show notes below. I would love it if you also share it on social media too. That's a big help for us to reach other ears so more people can learn from this podcast just as you are doing. So once again, to get inside the podcast contest, you need to subscribe to it if you already haven't, leave a review, and then check the link in the show notes and that will tell you how to give us your information so we know you did it and then also for us to reach out to you. Now here are the winners. Out of everybody, we're gonna give away not five, not 10, but 15 signed copies of my book. From anybody who joins, we will be drawing 15 names. So you're gonna need to leave your name, your email address, and your shipping address inside that contact information on our form below. You can find that form in the show notes. If you are a practitioner, you have a special grand prize available to you. Our next and final Master Bloodwork live event, like final as in possibly ever, final live event, is on December 13th. It is a Tuesday. Now there's going to be something special with this. We're going to do the live event where I teach you all of the blood work in four and a half hours on December 13th from 1 to 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Set your date aside, mark your calendars, block off your schedule, no patients during that time. Same time next day, December 14th. We're going to spend it two hours on a special Q&A session at the same time. Then we'll take a 30 minute break. And then we're going to do something special, which I've never done before and I'm excited to do. We're going to together map out our 2023 plan. December 14th, that second two-hour session. So December 13th and December 14th from 1 to 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Block off the date. There will be one grand prize winner from this podcast contest who will get to join for free. It'll probably be... 1200 bucks because of the brand new portion, which I'm excited about. You're going to get that just like the regular, regular price of this master blood work event. And again, this is the last time it's being ran live. So come join us December 13th and 14th block off the date. You'll get the registration link soon until then join the podcast contest. Let's make sure more ears can hear this. And just, you never know, maybe you will be the grand prize winner. Maybe a book, a signed copy of my book will show up on your doorstep. If you haven't grabbed my book yet, go grab it. It's on Amazon. Why are my labs normal is the title. It'll teach you everything you need to know about blood work and more. All right. If you haven't started using or are using systemic formulas, you need to. Don't get their supplements from Amazon. They are counterfeit as are many other of this quality. 
Grab them at systemicformulas.com and check out mybiome.com, M-Y-B-Y-O-M-E. And let's get this party started. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me and your host, Dr. Kylie. I have a very special guest with me today. In fact, she is so cool. She has previously owned four Subway restaurants, three Papa Murphy's Pizza franchises, and a fantastic Sam's hair salon and commercial real estate just because she can. But then life changed for her all of a sudden when her son got sick with limes and her best friend got cancer. Dr. Angela Ram is now a board-certified naturopathic doctor in Madison, Wisconsin, who co-owns three weight loss and health clinics. And today's topic is wellness to weight loss, not vice versa. So Dr. Ange, Angela, I might call you Ange, Angela, throughout the time. Yeah, I feel like you and I are besties. <laughs> yeah, we've not like met each other yet. <laughs> that's what the conference in february is for so we can all meet and hang out and be in person and i'm freaking excited for it okay life flipped for you on a dime walk us through a little bit Mm -hmm. about that because so many moms have experienced it on their own health and with kids or not but they've experienced some type of life altering movement especially when practitioners because you know a lot of us we're practitioners for a reason because we had to overcome our own health issues or overcome some family health issues. And here we are today, breaking free of the system. So funny when you just said that, my eyes got all tearied and it's amazing. Ah, it's been years, but yeah, when it's your best friend or, you know, your, your child or even, you know, yourself, um, it takes a while to kind of break through some of the emotional part because it can be debilitating at the time it's happening. And what I found is I had to really take matters into my own hand. I couldn't just rely on conventional ways because they weren't working. And, you know, we're talking, oh my gosh, like 15 years ago, you know, Dr. Google didn't really exist back then. I know it seems hard to believe, but it it wasn't super easy. It's either you do what doctors tell you to do or just whatever happens, happens. And I just wasn't going to sit for that. And I just took matters into my own hand and started really looking at what I thought to be different alternatives. And that started with chiropractors, actually. Uh, My son's godparents are chiropractors. And I just really listened to them and found different natural health professionals and just started researching. And before I knew it, I was back in school and studied nutrition and found my way into going back to school to become a naturopath. What was your schooling like then? So because I had a very sick son, I did an online, but I also had very awesome mentors where I would, I just dedicated my time. It's like, can I just come in? I will work for free. I just want to learn. And I learned from some of the most incredible people. People would come from all over the world to see a couple of my mentors. So I was very fortunate to have a very unique schooling, so to speak. Um, With a lot of clinical application. Very. And learned a lot about frequencies and environment and and things that sometimes you don't necessarily learn to the depth that I, I got to see it actually happen. So... Yeah, it was it was an interesting time. And, you know, I was a single mom through part of that and ended up getting remarried during it, which helped a lot having that extra support. But it's a challenge and anyone going through it, you have to really you have to take care of yourself first and foremost. That was something that I wish somebody would have constantly been reminding me of. It's like, listen, you need to take time for you. Um, because what did I see it? Yeah, yeah, I do. I have, you know, just it's one of my 10 foundations. Uh, to make sure that you're taking time for you. It's that whole airplane 
mask situation, right? You want to put the mask on yourself so you know you can better assist and and help your loved ones and even you know people that need your they need you to be on. Yeah. Serving ourselves is just as important as serving others, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you your little your little one struggled. What was the turning point or or a few tidbits for those of you who have fought Lyme or are continuing to fight Lyme, fight Lyme disease? What did you see really helped him? So stress was always something that set it off. And that's one of my biggest things when I work with patients is to tell somebody to like not have stress in their life is almost ridiculous. However, yeah, I mean, it's tongue in cheek almost when we say it. But we really have to look at prioritizing, like, what are the things that are important? Um, you can even Google this. It's it's on Google Images, but the circle of um, life. And it helps you kind of prioritize the things going on in your life, all different aspects of it, from spiritual to relational to, to financial, and really getting those things in check. Because once those are in check, you can have a better approach to kind of facilitating your day, your week, your month. And just making sure things are getting taken care of because when you are fighting to help your loved one or even in your own health crisis, it can get so overwhelming that a lot of things that, you know, kind of the monkey on the back, the things that we have to take care of, sometimes they just keep building up because we just don't have the mental or physical capacity to get through those things. And we have to either ask for support, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. And really just kind of put everything into what's priority. And I will tell you another thing that really helps me is just draw a box on a piece of paper and make four quadrants. So you've got four boxes within the box. You have your things that are absolute, you know, they're the things that are super important. These are your non, immediate negotiables. These are yeah, going to these happen. are the things that and they they've they've got to get done, right? So we have to make sure we have these four quadrants done. We have the, you know, this is the important immediate that's in one box. We have the important and not immediate. Like these are things that are, they're still important, but they're not like critical. And then we have the things that are necessary. And then we have the not necessary, you know, paying bills is necessary. It's important. Is it a priority right now? It might not be a priority. So I had to learn how to really prioritize my responsibilities and still run a household, still work, you know, at the time I owned three Papa Murphy's and running around like a chicken with my head cut off and trying to manage all this. So you do have to learn how to do that. And having those four quadrants really does help. Yeah. And actually to sit down and map it out too. see it on a piece of paper, visually, not just think about it in your head, but visually write it down and map that out. Crossings off the list. Well, what a lot of people will do, they'll take the easy things They'll take the things that aren't that necessary because those are the easy things, but you still got that monkey on the back who's clawing at you all day long. And so by always having that, like, this has to get done and I have not checked that off my box yet. If you check those things that are immediate that you really need to get done now, when those are done, the rest of it's easy. And I think we forget that. We always want to start with the easy stuff because that's just easy. But if we start with the hard stuff and the really necessary stuff, the immediate stuff, it just makes everything go by faster yeah. and better. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's talk about wellness to weight loss because so many okay. people flip it. 
And yes. I hate that you hate it, which is why it's the opposite for you. So yeah, your journey first, and then share like one of your favorite patient journeys. So I was always a larger child. So I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm in my mid fifties. We'll just leave it at that. And so I've had a life of yo-yo dieting and it really started back in fifth grade where I never really realized I was such a big kid until fifth grade happened. I think boys just get really mean in fifth grade. I, I hated was called fifth grade too. fatty. Fifth and sixth grades were probably my least favorite years. I would never go back to any year in elementary, junior high, high school, or college. But I remember fifth and sixth were rough too. They were, and I was a bigger kid. Like I was 122 pounds in fifth grade. I went on my first diet. And it's funny, I always, I tell people and I just laugh and I'm like, yep, it was diet Mountain Dew and sugar-free fruit cocktail. Like that was my diet for like three days. Back then, like that's 35 years ago. That's what it was. Yeah. Like That's the diet sodas were the were the best thing to do. Sugar was not even on the radar. It was fat that was the culprit then. And as a we're talking the early seventies, let me put it in perspective. Yeah, we're, and we're going <laughs> as a eleven year old little girl without yeah. the internet and social media. What without do you know? Yeah. So I really, I, I started a long time ago with this whole diet thing. And we know there's, there's thousands of diets out there, everything you can think of. And I did them all. And probably the thing that set me back the most was the low fat, um, fat free diet craze in the eighties and nineties. Like I was all about that. I would take my own food to a restaurant. That's how crazy I was. It's like, Nope, I got to take my own. Fat-free salad dressing and my, I would take my own fat-free sour cream to a restaurant. Sad. My husband at the time was bonkers. He was just like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. But I'm like, hey, that's what I, that's what I knew. And that's the only thing I really had to, to, to support, you know, my journey. So I've learned a lot since then. And I will tell you, as far as patients go, um, it is really, we really focus on like 10 foundations in our practice. We, we really want to hit home a couple of the key things that I, people just need to understand what is their lifestyle like right now and where did habits create? A lot of people don't understand that they have to look at their, they have to look at their family. How did they grow up? Did they grow up with a bunch of brothers yes. and they didn't get the food? You know, it's like you, you have learned this from a child of eating fast and furious and overeating because you didn't know if you were going to get a second chance to get more. So you have to look at things like that. Were you the person that, you know, grew up in a household where we always had a bedtime snack or if you fell down or got hurt or your feelings got hurt, you were given a sucker or something sweet, you know, were you, were you always busy, 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 and you ate on the go the whole time. So, I mean, we have to look at these kind of lifestyle, um, situations that we've grew up with, not just what we're dealing with right now, but what we grew up with. And I think once you realize that you can start opening up this whole can of worms of like, uh, I now see it. And it's not necessarily, um, stopping that habit, but it's turning it around and creating a better habit. If you are one who needs to eat late at night, well, maybe we do like a fasting that takes you in a little bit later at night and we're just changing the types of foods you're eating. Instead of ice cream, we're doing a fruit sorbet, something that, you know, using stevia. So you can tweak these things to make it healthier. One of the family things that we always grew up doing was ice cream before bed. 
And it come, comes yep. from my grandpa. My grandpa was famous. Every time we were going to grandma and grandpa's house, we always had a big bowl of ice cream before we went to bed. And so growing up, oh, that was it. And I, and I feel like probably somewhere in my teenage years too, I was like, I should stop eating so much ice cream. Like when, you know, you could start getting into the, the weight scenario and things. I don't remember what actually happened, but we haven't done it. We haven't done it for a while now. It's like ice cream to treat. But growing up, it was mm-hmm. ice cream was your snack before bed and it came from grandpa. My mom loved banana splits. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. At least yeah. there's banana. Mine was just pure ice cream. And a lot of Hershey oh, syrup yeah, drizzled because they always had to be chocolate. Yeah. We had it all. We had it all in the nuts, everything. Yeah. But in, yeah, I think one of the other things on the, you know, when we have, um, like we have a patient who has literally in five months lost over 70 pounds with us. And not only has she lost the weight, but she has created a kind of a whole new lifestyle for herself. And it was really based off of what she was already doing, but making tweaks. And what we found is, you know, you've said it, I think any any really solid practitioner who has the ability to really understand reading labs. Like I just can't, I even have a sign on my door that says we test, we don't guess because we want to make sure that we're, if you're going to take the time to change your lifestyle and to put all this effort in, buy good quality food, you know, invest in good quality supplements. If you're going to do all these things, Let's make sure you don't have things that are sabotaging you. Medications can sabotage you. Everyone should be, if you're on a medication and you want to lose weight, the first thing you need to be doing is use Dr. Google because now we have it, but go on Dr. Google and type in, does this cause weight gain? Look at the side effects because if you're taking a medication or two or three, we have people who are on many medications and several of them can raise liver enzymes, can deplete you of this and complete you of that and cause weight gain. And here you are putting all this effort in to a whole weight loss program and you're sabotaging yourself and you think you're doing the right thing, right? So we need to make sure that there's not underlying infection because if you have an underlying infection, seriously, your body does not care about your weight loss goals. It is surviving. Definitely not thinking. That it is in survival mode and it is using all your resources to keep you upright and get you through your day. That's it. And thank God it has the ability to do that. But when it doesn't have the ability to do that, now we've now we've really got to hone in and find out what's going on because now it's definitely more about the wellness part and getting you well before you can even think of losing the weight. Because you just don't get you just don't become overweight. Yes, there are genetic components, but genetics are usually triggered. So if we have healthy habits, it's going to suppress that genetic, maybe obesity, genetic predisposition you have. But if, yeah, if you're like eating ice cream every night and eating at McDonald's every day and doing things that aren't necessarily healthy for you, it's going to trigger that genetic response for obesity and it makes it harder and harder to lose weight. Yeah, I always tell people you'll never hear me promoting or talking about a weight loss program. I don't want you to lose weight. I want you to get healthy. I mean, as you get healthy, the weight will fall, which is exactly what your programs are designed for. So 10 foundations of healthy weight loss. Let's call it that. I don't know why I second guess myself. Number one, lifestyle. And then number two, labs. Number three, you have on here stress, which we've kind of already talked about Mm -hmm. some, but. Yep. Number three, stress. Number four, sleep. 
Yep, definitely sleep. So, you know, it's a broken record. We have all heard all that what I'm going to say, but I am here to tell you that if your sleep is wonky and if it is all over the place, maybe a couple nights a week you get good rest and good sleep and then the rest of the time you're, you know, you're up and you're down and you're going pee three times a night and this is going to interfere with weight loss. It's it's going to have you craving carbs because you, it's not that your body is tired, your brain is tired. And when your brain is tired, your brain is going you're going to develop what I call hand to mouth disease. You are going to be reaching for the sugar. You're going to be reaching for the carbs because you can't help it because you know your body needs you think your body needs this energy. And we know carbs and sugar and all that is a quick burst of energy maybe those energy drinks that are really unhealthy for you. So when we don't get quality sleep, we're going to risk storing water weight. We're going to have more moods. You know, we kind of get that cranky old lady, old man syndrome where it's like, you know, you're 35 years old, but you act like you're, you know, just a curmudgeon. And that's no fun. Nobody wants, you don't even want to, you don't even like yourself when you're like that. So it's really important to focus on sleep. And I, one of the best things that we suggest to our patients who have these sleep issues is take when you typically go to bed. A lot of our people, when they come to us in the beginning, they're going to bed at 11 or 1130, some even later, <laughs> but I'm always like, okay, so the, for this first week, I want you just to go to bed. 15 or 30 minutes earlier, you pick it. Like if 30 minutes freaks you out, like there's no way I could go to bed by 11. Let's go to 11, 15. Let's split the difference. Go to bed 15 minutes earlier for a whole week, every night. So instead of 11, 30, it's 11, 15. Every night you're in bed, lights out. And then the next week, let's go to 11. So you can take it in your increments till you get to a point where you're now climbing into bed between 10 and 10.30. There's a lot of good reasons for this. And one of them is that's when we're producing more of our growth hormone is like 10 to 2 in, in our sleep cycle. So we want at least to catch some of that. If you're going to bed at 12 or 12.30, you're missing a big part of that. So, you know, just anti-aging alone. But of course, some of the key things that we can do is, you know, shut down those electronics, get them out of your room an hour before you go to bed. Maybe you're using an eye patch. Uh, essential oils are great. You know, if you just don't want to take a supplement, um, I definitely don't suggest medications in a crisis maybe, but they have long-term side effects. So I like people to either start out with supplements, essential oils, maybe taking a warm bath. Look at, I have people who they get home from work and they exercise at 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night and then they eat. So a lot of people can even have things like silent reflex, where if they eat late at night, they get almost at acid reflex, but they're sleeping, but they're not getting the good quality sleep. And even though they'll say, I slept eight hours, but they'll wake up and they are dead to the world and they can't function normally. It's like, yeah, you might have been in bed, but you were resting. You weren't sleeping. So there's lots of great things that we suggest to our clients. Those are just some of them. And you just can work your way up to trying to get into that better quality time frame of sleep. So shift workers have a little difficult time. I don't there. know how people we do have a couple when they're shift workers. I'm always, yeah, I'm like, can you apply for a different my, job? In my sister-in-law is <laughs> a nurse and it's like three nights she's on at work all night yeah. long. And I, there's no circadian yeah. rhythm to that. Props to you guys if you're having to do that because it's I couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, and if, and if you and if you're doing okay in all aspects of your life doing that, that's great. Yeah. Catch up on your sleep, even though it's sometimes hard to do for sure. 
Uh, sleep. Number six, environment, which I always love to talk about. Chemical molds, toxins, air, water. Yes. To all yeah, of it. So I agree. I know I've heard, I've watched, I've been on a lot of your podcasts and you'll talk about, you know, we need to be more concerned about the air and the water that we're breathing and drinking than our you know, buying organic. And I couldn't agree with you more, um, especially even in our own homes. We have a lot of molds, um, a lot of dust and a lot of allergens, but the just even take that out of the equation, the amount of chemicals that we're putting on, you know, our bodies from that type of a chemical toxic exposure is unbelievable. And a lot of people, when I say this, they, they kind of look at me like, oh, I never thought of that. But what we put on our skin, our skin is our largest organ. So if we're if we're not taking care of that and we're just pounding this with just all this perfumey, you know, which always smells so disgusting to me now, I, I can't even stand it. But a lot of people are, you know, just slathering themselves up with all this stuff and they're shampooing their hair and toothpaste and makeup and all of these things that can become very toxic. And the liver the liver is a gatekeeper. So if it's getting into the bloodstream, just imagine the stress. I mean, we have an issue with, you know, high liver enzymes or, you know, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And think about it. It's not alcohol. I mean, for some people, yes, alcohol is a, a problem, but this is more of the liver has to work. It's the hardest working organ in the body. And it has to work very hard, especially the more you're putting in and on the body that carries this toxic and chemical load, the more stress it is. So detoxing, we have a great detox. Um, I, we work with several different companies, um, but our starter detox, it's 150 bucks for a 30 day. It, it's just very gentle Pregnant women can do it too. That's one thing I like about it. Um, but it's kind of our stepping stone for detoxification of the body to help the liver. But you can't just focus on the liver. And a lot of people just want to focus, oh, on the liver or on the gut. But really, we have to look at the lymph system. We have to look at the kidneys. We have to look at the gut, the bowels, and the, you know, the kidneys as a whole system. It's not one or the other, or just a couple, it's a whole system. And we really need that working well, but then combining it with a really healthy diet, just a good baseline, healthy diet. Uh, nothing that is off the crazy charts where people are like, Oh, I can never do that. Uh, but if you're going to take say 30 days to, to do something like a detox, get it all wrapped up with a bow on it and, and do it right. Um, and then kind of go on with your life and hopefully you've learned some healthy habits during even that 30 days that you can, you know, put into action for life and, and take some of that stress off the liver. Where can they find sure. that 30 day detox? Um, they can actually find that on our website and, um, we actually have a coupon. So if anybody wants to just email me at Dr. Angela Rom at Gmail, I can get them a 30% discount. D-R-A-N-G-E-L-A-R-A-H-H-M at gmail.com. R-A-H-M yep. and Dr. Angela Ram. Okay, so that's your 30-day detox, mild, gentle. And that's surprising that you can do with pregnancy because very few detoxes yeah. you can do with pregnancy and even breastfeeding as well. Yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's a great beginner detox. I'll just say that because for some people, it can be a lot, but for most people, if you're fairly healthy, but you just want to clean your internal house, it's a great, great first step. Number seven, medications and supplements, which we've kind of, kind of talked about medications and their yeah. alternate yeah. side effects, uh, supplements. Yeah. Yeah. So too many people take none. 
they take the wrong ones. They take ones that are, let's say, quality wise or pathetic. Um, yeah. And my favorite is they're having this huge duffel bag full or cupboard full of pills that they're just taking because someone once told them to or Google said they should do it for that. And it's really usually causing more harm than good because, again, your liver has to go through and process all of that. I don't care if it's herbs or natural stuff. It still has to get processed. Yes. We have, um, so something else people might be interested in, you can find it on the website as well, is you can go and we have a free health assessment that will actually, you don't have to buy, you know, just take it or leave it. If you want to buy, you can, it's pharmaceutical grade, but more importantly, it's free, but it, you can take a whole health assessment and it's not only going to tell you what you need, it's going to tell you why you need it. And it's going to support it with evidence of third-party double-blind studies that you can actually look and see, well, why do I need DHEA? Or why is why is zinc blocked from my, my pack? Um, and so it's a really good resource to see what you need, but you can also find out the best time of day. Like most people did not know that vitamin D is best taken after 4 p.m. Educate me. Most people didn't know that. So vitamin D, the liver is looking for it at night when we sleep. So we think the sun is up during the day. And well, we should take it in the morning then. But actually, when we're sleeping at night, the liver is rejuvenating and trying to heal itself. And that's another thing about sleep. If you're not sleeping, the body really wants to heal itself at night while you're at rest. And it wants to burn fat and utilize what it needs to during the day. But if you've got everything flip-flopped, and you're, you're not going to be able to lose fat if your body is under that kind of stress. So when the liver is in its rejuvenation, it's looking for things like vitamin D to heal itself. So taking it closer in the evening after 4 p.m., I actually have um, a friend who's a formulator. Um, he was on uh, Fortune 500 um, back in the 80s, and his daughter had leukemia. And it, she was eight years old. She's still alive today, but she was in a study with 49 children. And she's the only one that survived. And what they found, this is in California, and what they found, I think it was John Hopkins, but what they found is that she was the only one because she would get sick taking her, they had her on a supplement program. And and I know his daughter is Stephanie and she's my age. So she, this was like early 70s. We didn't even know. I mean, the vitamin aisle at the grocery store was four supplements mm-hmm. wide. <laughs> I mean, Flintstones, One a Day, Centrum, those were like it, right? So she was taking things like vitamin E. She was taking omegas. She was taking um, vitamin D. Like all these things that she was taking, they were the protocol was to give them to their children in the morning. But she would get sick. So her mom took it upon herself to give it to her at dinner when she could actually stomach and keep it down. And fast forward, when the study came out five years later, um, she's the only one that survived. And they said there was a 400% likelihood of surviving that form of leukemia. And these were all children. If your supplement protocol were taking after 4 p.m. So my friend, um, the formulator, he started researching chronobiology and it kind of goes back to a lot of that Ayurvedic, you know, ancient Chinese medicine. And what they found is things like fish oil, CoQ10, vitamin E and vitamin D and omegas best taken after 4 p.m. 
crazy. That makes me feel good because I take a lot of my supplements at night just because that's when I remember them. Yeah. Obviously like vitamin B, <laughs> stuff like that. Water soluble things you can take during the day. They're usually helping, you know, to get you through the day, to power you through your day. Um, but those other more fat soluble ones, those are better taken either with dinner um, or right after dinner or even at bedtime. Cool. I d see, see, this is why I love podcasting because I didn't even know that. And people always ask me, is there a better time to take vitamin D? Well, I now know after four. Yes. After four. When the sun's going Can down. You take, say, you know, you're on 25,000 IUs, that would be like six yeah. capsules, all of them at one time, or do you need to split it up? Yeah, you could. I might tell people. So I do a combination of um, pills and liquid. Mm -hmm. I just like to mix it up. So I tell people, keep your liquid by your bed and take your pills with your dinner. So, because the pills, they're fat soluble. Yeah, so they go with better just, with food. Think, yeah. So I just have them break it up. I do half and half. And, and the liquid, if you guys are curious, we're talking DB3 and liquid D um, from a systemic formulas. The liquid tastes like orange soda. And when I give it to my five-year-old and my two-year-old, they're mad at me when I stop. Like they want more. So this is liquid yeah, that tastes good. good. And yeah, literally tastes like orange soda pop. Yep, I have, we need to get more. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, so medication supplements. Number eight, don't jump off the cliff, cliff and try to do everything at once. A lot of people, what happens is, okay, you had a bad weekend and you're just, you looked in the mirror and you are fed up. Your clothes don't fit. You feel disgusting. You're so frustrated and mad at yourself, right? We, If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about because I think a lot of us have been there and it's kind of like Monday. Monday is get back on the wagon day. Monday and is like, then, wait, I'm going to start out on Monday. I'm going to start out on Monday yeah. and it never comes to Monday if you never actually start. Well, I usually start. No, I don't. <laughs> the problem is Friday comes around <laughs> and then it's like, you know, the, you know, the girls are like, hey, you know, we're doing a girl trip to the winery and it's like, okay, I'll start again Monday. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and, but what we have to really do is get excited. You should get excited because you want to do something that's good for you, but get excited, but get real, like figure out what are your obstacles that you're going to have to deal with, figure out what you need to do to get yourself up, prepare your food. I have in my freezer, I have stacks of pre-cooked chicken, turkey, mm -hmm. turkey burgers, steak. I have everything like weighed out and I don't like, I'm not a big I don't do cal. I don't count calories. I think that is way too time consuming. The only thing is when I cook, I cook a bunch of protein and I like to weigh mine out in three and a half to four ounces, kind of like closer I get to one or the other is fine. And I just freeze it all. So I can be like, I got two minutes to leave the house. I can just grab one of my things of protein and a cucumber yep. and be out yep. the door. You want to be prepared. Pre if nothing else, pre-cook, pre-weigh. And the reason why I pre-weigh my protein is I will tell you, most women don't get enough protein. So we want to make sure I weigh my protein to make sure I get enough because especially the older you get, it's super important. Most women are eating. If you don't eat enough protein, you're going to fill your day with carbohydrates or you're going to overeat a meal. And that overeating is you're only going to be able to utilize some of that. The rest of it is probably going to get stored as fat. So um, I like to just weigh my protein and then I just really focus on vegetables and a little bit of fruit here and there. I'm not completely fruit free, a couple, one or two servings. I have an apple sitting on my desk right now. So, um, you know, just make sure you get enough protein. My, my sure. problem is personally, when I moved from the office to at home, it's like, oh, I'm at home. I'm going to be able to, my, the food's always there. I don't mm -hmm. have to take time to eat. 
And so by the yeah. time my workday is on, I've had 500 calories of just whatever I've grabbed, I'm starving. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I just eat all night. And you, it's one of those where you open up the pantry because you're craving something, but yet nothing looks good. And then you open up the fridge and you look inside, nothing looks good. So, you, so I go to bed in a calorie deficit, like almost every <laughs> single night. It's awful. And, and that's why being prepared, right? Yeah. And I, trust me, and you want to clean out that pantry. You want to walk in that pantry and go, there's nothing to eat. Because <laughs> if there's something to eat, you're going to eat it. Right. Um, two, my, my favorite, like, it's not the healthiest, but it's definitely healthier than the alternative, but is the cauliflower chips and the cauliflower pretzels. They're so good. And they're a little lower in calorie or a little lower in carbs. So that's kind of my little snacky thing. I try not to buy them. I tried lately. I've been trying to have my husband grill some chicken on Sundays so I can have some chicken. But again, it's Tuesday. I haven't eaten anything yet. And it's 2.45 in the uh-huh. afternoon, and I'm the worst patient in the world. <laughs> yeah, you're going to start losing muscle mass. I already am. So I work out. I'm not a big workout person. I, I, I believe exercise can be very overrated. I think we do genetic testing, and so we can we help people determine in their program like how they should best exercise, and is exercise even, what's more important, exercise or diet? Because some people exercise is super important. But if it's not, you don't want to overdo it because you will store fat. So I am not a big, like I do a little bit. I do enough to like say I exercise. (laughs) Let's leave it at that. But protein is so important. So you, Miss Kylie, need to make sure you're getting enough protein. You need to make sure at least, at least eight ounces a day. So try to split it up at least into two servings of protein. And I'm not talking about like, because spinach doesn't really count. No, I'm, you'd have I'm to a eat, meat like, girl. Meat. We eat meat around yeah, here. So. And, oh, it's so bad sometimes. I'm like, honey, I'm tired of cooking steak. Like, don't cook me another steak. Go get me something else. Like, we're steak. a little spoiled right here. And I'm like, what? Well, we need to change. <laughs> I'm pretty good <laughs> after, like, after my work hours are done. Uh, and sometimes I'm better than others. Yeah. But again, I get to the end of the day. I'm like, oh crap, I haven't peed. I haven't eaten. Yeah. So try nice. to get, try to get and there. Let's speak about water because I, I think I've done four ounces today. Yeah. When you're talking a lot. I know. I've gonna uh, drink I probably have right about now. 50 yet. Yeah, go and drink your water. Go grab it right now. And my husband, mm, he, does like, he does like a gallon a day. He's always after me. You, you need, need to drink more water. water. Like, right? water is a 70% of your body. I'm like, it's not the cure-all, but it would fix a lot if we would just drink more water because so many of us are dehydrated. I use a straw. Like, I carry, I have a big 64 ounce, so I bought a bunch of these straws. That's, they help. That's smart, too, because I'm, the other part of my water drinking is I'm just lazy. Once it's gone, I don't fill it up. So if it's a 64 <laughs> yeah. ounces, that's more than I'm going to get than the 32 ounce one just because I won't fill it up. But okay, here we go. We all want simple, fast results and we all feel at times we deserve to cheat, especially if we've done a good job, say after 10, 20, 30 days, some point it's going to happen, right? For some, this is perfectly fine if you just have a little weight to lose, but for others, it's not. Ladies in the menopausal stage of life, weight gain, where you tend to gain weight, you need to have more time to reset and adjust your hormones and metabolism, or you'll be right back where you started. So Dr. Angela speaks with women every day who have lost 20 pounds or more, which means don't give up. It means we might need to go back and look at your why and remember that you did it once. Yeah. 
Don't self-sabotage yourself. You can do it again. Pick up and move forward. Get your mindset right. Get your mindset right. I skipped 10. Dang it. Because I'm like mindset. Key to the success. And that's like the most important part. I love mindset. It's so very important. Finish off with mindset and then we'll finish concluding. Yes. Okay. So mindset to me is really, it's the salient on the, on the whole foundation of everything. Because if your mindset's not right, everything is just going to start to fall apart because you're just not going to have, you're just not going to have it all dialed in. You're just this or that, and you'll focus on one thing and then this will fall through the cracks. So we really want to make sure all of these things are topped with mindset. We use what we call our seven, um, it's our seven layer system of your why. The very, there's, you could do a whole podcast on just this, but the one thing that I'd like to just hammer home with everybody is find out your seven layer why. And what that looks like is when I say, Kylie, you know, so why would you, you know, why is weight loss important to you? And you might say, you know, well, I have a class reunion coming up. And I'm like, well, so why is it important that you lose weight for your class reunion? Well, my first love or, you know, the guy who dumped me in high school and yeah, payback. I want him to know how good I look. And I, you know, and so it's like, well, why is that important to you? So as we, every time you give me an answer or you write it down, it's like, okay, so why? And everyone should do this. This is a great exercise. Go find a little notebook and write, just write. Why is losing weight important to me? And what's the first thing that comes to mind? And whatever that is, ask yourself why. And then ask yourself why again, go down seven layers. This is the why that should make you cry. If you haven't like got a little teary eyed or hyperventilated because you're bawling, you haven't gone deep enough. But usually within seven layers, we've uncovered the why. And it can be everything from abuse to, you know, just being called fatty on the playground. It can be all kinds of different things. And it can be the silliest thing. And it can be some of the most horrific things. But once you know why, you can start unfolding why this is so important to you. And just it's just that release. It's amazing just to see people once they come to that point of letting things go. And I, I swear, weight will just start coming off once you get to that point. And I totally really agree with you because what I've found a lot with weight and weight loss and people who are wanting to lose weight and haven't had success is that it's the body's way of protection. And as soon as you break down the barriers and you get down to the underlying why now it's like, okay, I'm free and goes, just goes off. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right, Dr. Ange, where do people learn more about you? Well, you can go to drangelorom.com and you can always just email me. We have, we do like a 15, 20 minute free discovery call. Maybe we're perfect for each other and, or maybe you just want to kind of see if I know some different routes for you to take, you can get all that in your discovery call. And we have some webinars coming up and those two areas are the best place to get a hold of me. I want to ask you two more questions. One, for those practitioners who have heard about the 90 day program or are thinking about it, what's been your experience? So I stumbled upon Dr. Kylie, you know, in, in a quest for information and I fell in love with her right away. And I decided to join her 90 day program. I would recommend it to anybody. I think the information is so informative and it can change your life. Um, even if you're just, you know, someone who wants to just take your health into your own hands and, and learn, or if you're a practitioner, certainly if you're a practitioner, 
Um, this is, I think, absolutely, this is critical to know yeah. all that you teach. It's so great. Well, thank you. Yeah. One last question. If you were to lose everything and start over from chapter one, what would you do differently to build mm -hmm. your practice? I would focus a lot just on, because weight loss is something near and dear to my heart because I've always struggled with it. So I would... I would not probably do a lot of the time and money that I've, I mean, it all comes together at the end and it's all good. But if I could just jump in and learn how to understand blood work, and if I could understand um, how to organize my, like my mindset and my day and be more effective in my approach, I would just, I would just focus on my wellness to weight loss. It is so rewarding if for no, nothing else. Um, but understanding all those key things and a lot of the key things in this foundational uh, 10 foundations that I talked about, these would be where I'd, I just stay here. I wouldn't yeah. go off and do so, all kinds so of things. So if you're a practitioner <laughs> wanting to glean like, okay, what would she do if she had to go back and do otherwise? One, understand blood work. Two, yes. follow your love. Whatever it is yes. that you love yeah. to do, do it. As a chiropractor, mm -hmm. I would say this. I don't own a chiropractic table. It's not my love. I don't like adjusting. Mm -hmm. Even though I spent $250,000 learning how to do it. My yeah. love is functional medicine. And now my love is helping um, practitioners do amazing things. Because when all, we're all successful, more people are getting help. And the help that they need. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So good. All right. Again, go find her on our website, drangelaram.com. Thanks, Ange. Thanks, Kylie. November 18th, that's the day the podcast contest ends. You need to join it. To join that podcast, this podcast contest, all you have to do is subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And then jump over to the link in the show notes and let us know you did that by sharing some information. There will be 15 people who will get a signed copy of my book headed to them in, at their house and one grand prize winner who will be a practitioner who can come join our final Master Bloodwork live event on December 13th with a twist this time on December 14th. So block out the dates, 1 to 5.30 p.m. Eastern, both days. We'll do all the blood work on the 13th. We'll have a Q&A on the 14th. And then we're going to sit down for two hours together and map out our plan for 2023. It's going to be powerful. Nine hours total. Come join me December 13th and December 14th. One grand prize winner. Everybody else, you can still come. Let's do this. Why? We're in this together. If you haven't started using a the supplement company systemic formulas and my biome in your practice, you need to. If you're someone who just wants to take incredible supplements, these are your things. In fact, I only recommend the best because you're wasting money if you're not. Usually they're junk. And you're not going to get anywhere if they're not really good quality supplements. Systemic Formulas and MyBiome will give you everything you need. Go visit their website at systemicformulas.com and MyBiome, M-Y-B-Y-O-M-E. Visit their website. If you are a practitioner, come join me inside their private Facebook group for practitioners called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. And don't forget, In This Together Live with me is happening February 20th, 21st and 22nd of next year in Orlando, Florida. You can now register, get the special early bird pricing and get the link to do that below.
and I'll see you live and in person. And I'll probably give you the biggest hug in the world. February 20th, 21st, and 22nd, Orlando, Florida. See you in a few months.